Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. All right, Melissa. So I did in fact cancel that appointment this week that I really, really wanted to go to. I know you did. (laughs) I've never seen you want to go to an appointment as hard as you wanted to go to that one. Oh, it was going to be so awesome. (laughs) I had it all figured out in my head. It was going to be awesome. Crazy town. I was so looking forward to it. (laughs) So just to bring everyone up to speed, I have had a case of tennis elbow for a few months. And it was like mildly annoying for a while. And then it got to the point where it was like, like really not good. Um, And I'm going on this climbing trip in a few weeks. And I was like, I can't go climbing with tennis elbow. It's just like not going to work. So I went to the orthopedic doc. Yep. Right. And they like, you know, took my arm and twisted it and poked it. And they said, (laughs) oh, you have tennis elbow. And I've never had tennis elbow in my life. Um, and it's not even with my tennis playing arm. It That's was with my really other arm. That's really weird, actually. Yeah. You told right? me that and I was like, oh, because I could tell <laughs> by the way you said it, you really weren't, you weren't grooving on that at all. <laughs> no, I was like, well, that doesn't make sense, but okay. So then he goes, the, all I really wanted him to do was give me a cortisone <laughs> shot. And I know that's probably like not the most healthy thing to do, but I just like wanted the quick fix. <laughs> But the doc was like, okay, you got to go to physical therapy. I was like, ugh, oh. fine. So, <laughs> uh, so I said, okay, like, and just, I mean, everyone's probably assuming this, but because what my goal was to get a cortisone shot, he said, hey, you can come back in two weeks after you've done physical therapy. And if it's still not better, we'll, we'll talk about that. So I, I made a beautiful spreadsheet. <laughs> you did not. Of course I did. It was like my Advil regimen, my icing regimen, all my exercises. Oh, this is where we pivot. I even did that super nerdy thing where you can like um, do like conditional formatting where it turns the oh, col- my the cells different colors depending oh. on like different values. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I went to physical therapy and the guy's like doing doing the tests, you know, just kind of like strength tests and stuff. And, and he's like, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to do this exercise where you hold like a two pound weight and you just move your, <laughs> your wrist up and down. Right. And did he do hand a couple you a of these stretches? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, he's like, cause you're weak. And oh my oh. God, was that a trigger word? Oh, you didn't say that before when you told me. Yeah. A little no, he goes, oh. yeah, cause, cause you're weak. And I was like, um, <laughs> no, I'm a dude. That's not the problem. That's actually not the problem. I'm going to tell you right now. It's that's not it. <laughs> and I told him that. And he goes, why do you think that? I was like, and it's not like I'm not like, I mean, I'm not like a big gym bro and I'm not like hanging out, but I do do a thing. I do do strength training every week I for know. the past two years, I every know. single week. Yes. And <laughs> What he was proposing was that my forearm muscle was weak. But for two years, I do this thing called a wrist roll where I like literally roll <laughs> on a bar like a 10 pound weight, which is 
crazy heavy for that action. Eight more pounds than what he was suggesting. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, this isn't it. So, so like, but I left. I was like, okay, I left, and I started doing the thing, and I followed his stuff, and I put it in my spreadsheet, <laughs> and um, I did oh. it for a week, and then what I realized was that my my problem wasn't in my forearm it was actually in my tricep and it actually was like like my muscles were really knotted there and i all i did was <laughs> kind of massage that and make it so those muscles weren't crazy tight yeah literally the next day tennis elbows gone <laughs> did you add that to your spreadsheet <laughs> maybe <laughs> scratch and sniff stickers so <laughs> So, okay. So like, I was like, sweet, my tennis elbow's gone. This is awesome. Then that my second PT appointment was still on the calendar and like, I didn't need to go. Right. right. Like right. the problem solved. Right. But I so wanted to go. Like I didn't <laughs> actually cancel that appointment till the same, the, the same morning because all I really want to do is walk in there and say, Hey, uh, dude, it wasn't the the weak part. The weak <laughs> diagnosis wasn't it. It was actually like a super tight uh, tricep muscle, right? <laughs> and I wanted to be right. I so wanted to be right. And I don't know why. And like to the point where I told you about it. I you told did. everybody at work about how I was right about it. I told my wife about how I was right about it, right? And how this poor guy was wrong and like he's just doing it i mean you know what i mean it's not him like right. he just happens to be like right you know it caught in my like rightness crossfire <laughs> um but I, I just don't know what it was like i was so obsessed with being right and wanting to tell this guy i was right i remember and i don't know why I remember when you were telling me about this whole part, the early part, I didn't hear that you canceled. We never talked about it again. But I remember when you were talking about, I'm going to go and I'm going to tell him I was right. I was like, you're going to, as an introvert, you're going to spend 45 minutes with someone you don't know in very close proximity with him touching you so that you can tell him that you were right. And you were like, yep. That, that comment of yours maybe like tipped the scale for me. <laughs> So I was like, maybe I shouldn't actually go and waste, basically waste everybody's time just for this one little self-satisfaction. Isn't that funny, though? Like, I've never seen you auger in about something like that. You're so <laughs> normally so like, you're you're right lots and lots and lots of times. But even when you are, you don't usually make a big thing about it. You're kind of like, yeah, okay, well, moving on. But this one really <laughs> stuck in your craw somehow. Yeah. Actually, Amber was, uh, as I was like on this like rant about how I, or this more like fantasy that I was telling her about how I was going to go to physical therapy. Um, she's like, I've never seen you like this. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Isn't it funny how though sometimes our, we get really invested in our egos and we just have to be right. We want to be right. I, yeah. I, it must've been an that sort of ego thing. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I mean, there's no reason. There is zero reason why I should have felt compelled. I should have just been like, awesome. His suggestions got me down a path that, and I kind of solved the problem and, and it it's fixed and here we go. Just move on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you think you got so mad this time? I don't know. I think, 
I because you really it did was, stick on this for a while. I <laughs> a couple did. Days. I, I now that I now that you and I are talking about it, you know, and recording it and setting it in stone on a podcast, <laughs> I feel a little bit um, embarrassed about. Oh, how, I like, don't think you should. I don't how think much you I should. dug in on it. I don't think you should feel embarrassed because you know what? I I think this is a really no, awesome think, topic. I think it was a combination of, um, you know, I don't. I just like frankly don't think I liked that he said that like after explaining my workout regimen and my level of fitness that that this idea that I have to go back to almost zero with strength training and start from there was like the diagnosis I just didn't like that I didn't like actually I don't I really didn't like that he said your forearms are weak (laughs) (laughs) right specifically if you want to get specific <laughs> I'm a rock climber and a tennis player. I've yeah. got stronger arms than most small monkeys. Like po- yeah, like Popeye. Like Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> but so I think that was it. I mean, I really think it was like an ego thing where I didn't like that. And yeah. I just wanted to go somehow like vindicate that or something as dumb. Well, to make you feel a little, uh, a little less on the spot and maybe even slightly less embarrassed. I will tell you that there are so many things in my life where my ego has gotten in the way and I want to be right no matter what, like (laughs) way, way, way more consistently on a weekly basis. I have to check in with that. So I think that's a thing. So let's talk like let's talk about this because like a little bit in less of a, you know, goofy way with my story is like um, like being right feels good. Right. There's something sometimes. about being right feels good. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said sometimes. Why? When does it not feel good? Well, I agree with you. I think at first blush, it does seem like being right should feel good. But I think what happens is when we're right, someone else isn't. Mm. And I think um, if our ego is running around unchecked and we're doing things, you know, that actor self business that we always talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, checking, validating ourselves against everyone else. I think if you're trying to be right in that perspective, I actually think then you end up um, not actually feeling very good about it, even if you Mm -hmm. are right, because then you Mm -hmm. know that it came at the expense of someone else, depending Mm -hmm. on how you responded about it, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. I'll I'll air some more like family laundry here. (laughs) I'm sure my mom's listening. (laughs) Poor Mrs. Um, Parker. (laughs) (laughs) uh so like uh i uh like my dad's right a lot right Mm -hmm. um and my mom makes sure we all know that like (laughs) he needs to be right (laughs) like and i always thought that was really interesting because um and i'm sure i'm gonna now like right after this airs i'm gonna get a phone call from my mom so (laughs) Um, we might as well just get ready for it. Hi, we'll Mrs. Parker. Everybody say um, hi. <laughs> no. So like, like, uh, in fa- even in family dynamics or relationships, right? Like, yes. s- like, um, uh, a theme, I guess, would be like, um, you know, my mom always saying like, oh, your dad's, your dad always has to be right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's maybe sort of develops in a relationship over time. Now, I'm sure my mom's got a different, um, view of this, which she's welcome to come on the podcast and discuss with us. Um, but from my perspective, I always like, like, and I, cause I think I probably the apple didn't fall far from the tree mm-hmm. in that way. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like I often strive to be right, but I don't try to do it because I need to be right. It's just like, I want to make sure I'm adding my perspective, I guess. And if that perspective happens to be right, you know, I guess better for everybody, maybe. You know, how but I'm not, I'm not trying to like prove people wrong. I, I'm yeah. more trying to like make sure we're considering all of the different things. Yeah. I think that comes across though, yeah. not, not as I intend it to, to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I'm trying oh, to explain totally this does. dynamic. Cause no, like, like I, I, right. Yeah. I, I would like to say, you know, we always talk about personality traits, but the ones we usually talk about are like patients or we talk about, you know, um, extroversion and introversion. But one of the things we really have never explored much is assertiveness, which is one of the main personality traits that is measured and has been measured, mm. measured since the thirties. And this is an interesting piece right now that I kind of forgot about until you were just saying it now is individuals. Okay. So let me see if I can explain this well. Individuals that have a high level of assertiveness, mm -hmm. um, an expanded perspective of that can go into arrogance, okay? A high mm. assertiveness. However, attached to that assertiveness construct, if it is the, I want to be right, it is more because of the ego and because of what it will look like if your name is mm -hmm. associated with it not being right, okay? Mm. So that's that high assertiveness. However, if you're somebody who's really detailed, you're like, you're a very detailed person. Mm -hmm. I am not a detailed person. Well, I sort of am, but not at all in comparison. Um, I mean, you didn't make a therapy spreadsheet. <laughs> no, no, I, no. I, I don't even know how to do that. I wouldn't even know how to get past the first cell in Excel unless it was already done for me. Um, but people who have a high level of detail also have a very high need for accuracy. So mm. I think this is what you're getting at because it's not it's not being right because your ego is attached. It's being right because if it's under your watch, you don't want it to be wrong. Like you don't oh, care about yeah. getting credit for it. It's not about credit. It's not about ego. It's, it's just about, about accuracy. It's about accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. That totally resonates with what I try to do. Yeah. Even though it comes off as me just wanting to be right. Well, and that's when that whole extroversion introversion comes into play. How much are you willing to talk about it and say the reasons why? You're usually not because you're more introverted. So you have yeah. this really specific ideal, but you're not expanding on it very much. So other people are just watching the specific ideal unfold and they're not exactly sure why. Ah, yes, I like I like this, Melissa. So what you're saying is in my little <laughs> tennis story, what I was actually trying to do is be more accurate about the diagnosis and help this physical <laughs> yeah. therapist with future clients. I am I, yeah, that is so, so nice of me. Never tell someone they're weak again, sure. <laughs> But it, it's interesting, though, because like as we're talking about being right, it's funny because you are a more accommodating, detailed person. It's your nature. It's who mm -hmm. you are. So when you talk about being right, there's not an association of ego with it. Not usually anyway, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and but for me, I had an immediate opposite reaction when you said, you know, being right is a certain thing. Right. I was mm -hmm. like. Oh, because immediately I went to that. I am a highly assertive individual with not as much detail. And if I, if I auger in about being right, it's usually because I'm trying to make a stand about something. It's not because I'm mm. gently just trying for it to be such a certain way. And I've worked on that like for years mm -hmm. trying to get over that piece because I don't like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I actually never, you know, you and I get in this situation all the time where like, I, like we explore the two sides of the coin, right? right? Yeah. Which is awesome that yep. like it helps me kind of understand. So um, again, like if you're, if you're like more assertive, mm-hmm. you're just more willing to like put like put your a opinion down. out there. Yep. Like this Even is if it. it's not right. Even if it's not yeah. right and claim it as it, as claim it as accurate. Yeah. For so what happens... Sure. What happens in that situation uh, when you're wrong? Right, yeah. If you've put it out there, you're like, hey, this is the thing. Yep. I'm totally right. Yep. And then it's like obviously wrong. Yeah. So what happens? it depends on your level of self-awareness and how assertive and authoritative you actually are. Mm-hmm. If you're aware that you're like that and you're interested in being more in partnership with others, it's likely that you'll say, oh, I, I was totally wrong. And you'll throw yourself on, you know, throw yourself in front mm-hmm. of the bus. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. because highly assertive people can be wrong and just start again. It's like, yeah, that's okay. I'll mm-hmm. just go figure out something else. Whereas the opposite personality style would be much more cautious and much more, oh my gosh, that wasn't right. You know, going into the detailed um, explanations yeah. about why and how and try to make it okay that the outcome wasn't perfect. Yeah, like just sort of trying to justify yeah. why why it was or right. Uh, say make excuses, but trying to like rationalize through the yep. outcome. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Um, or and what it also will ha- cause is for me to almost be less assertive the next time around. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Like, ooh, last time I kind of put 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 something out there it didn't it didn't really turn out to be right so i'll just i'll i'll back off um and or like sand down the edges not be so <laughs> right yeah sand down the edges until we basically have like a dowel well and what happens is with people that are highly detailed because the the need for accuracy is way more important than their need for their ego to be met so like it's really funny people in our if you're working with people that are really detailed individuals some of the other markers that go along with that is risk aversion most people mm. that are highly detailed don't like risk they like mm. things that are very i know exactly what to expect and this is mm-hmm. going to be the outcome if they're going to buy something they will research it they will be cautious they will make the choice that makes the most sense and has the least amount of risk mm-hmm. and if they make a mistake then what they'll do is make it their business to become more of an expert next time. Mm-hmm. Learn more. And then depending on their extroversion, this is where it gets more complicated when you study personalities, but then based on their sociability or they're willing to talk about it, they'll either have all of these experiences without saying anything, mm-hmm. they're just in their own heads over it, or if they're more extroverted, they will explain their entire process. It's kind of like you ask somebody to tell you what time it is and they tell you how to make the watch. That's mm-hmm. the extroverted and detailed individual. I want to tell you absolutely everything I know about this. Even though you ask a simple question, you must want more. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. <laughs> we have a friend who, uh, who, who researches like everything, like it's his favorite thing to do. Right. So you'd ask him some random thing like, Hey John, what, what webcam should I get? And like, well, here's a whole detailed report of all the webcams I've tested over the past five years and I've ranked them by these different, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm right. And I'm right because yeah. I've researched it. Well, yeah. are you taking credit? 
Well, no, of course not. I don't even care about the credit. I'm just saying I yeah. know this is right because I've researched yeah. it. So we'd always joke, like, if, if you needed to buy something, you'd just go ask John, like, which one to get, because you know he already researched all of it. Yeah. Like, you can just skip the whole step of where you try to figure it out yourself. Yeah. Go ask our friend John. He'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like what I do with you, anything technology-related. Yeah. I just ask you. <laughs> well, it's interesting, though, because there's a continuum, right? Like, we're really talking about the continuum of being right. It's um, And the diff- I think based on different personalities, there are different reasons that people want to be right. What mm-hmm. you do with it, how you act about it is very much driven towards your personality trait. But I think it also has a lot to do with your self-awareness, mm-hmm. you know, like because I'm ad- I ad- am admittedly a recovering type A, 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 A personality. <laughs> and um, and before I would have to if, if I was in a group, I would have to lead the group mm. if I was having to make a stand on something even if I wasn't sure that the stand was right, I'd have all kinds of bravado around it like I did. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm just being honest. I'm not, it's just, um, but like as you were talking about it, it's not that way at all. It's a completely different perspective about being right. It's for completely different reasons. Mm -hmm. And I think think it's really important to recognize that when we're dealing with people that are are in that that mode of wanting to be right. Because how Mm -hmm. you manage and work with that individual has very much to do not with the necessary of being right or wrong, but who they are as a person and why they're coming at it that way. Mm. Yeah. What, let me ask you, like, I want to ask you a question just to kind of push the examples. Yeah. Like, um, how do you feel about like, (laughs) do you ever gamble? Not a lot. Did did you ever go to Vegas? Like put, Mm -hmm. okay. Um, so like, if you were to walk up to like the roulette table, you know, and put $20 down on black, you know, spin the thing. And you were right about that or wrong about that. Like, like, how do you feel about being right or wrong in like a gambling situation? Oh, that's interesting. Well, having absolutely no information about it and not being a gambler, I'd be like, eh, I don't care. Like, I'm comfortable with risk. How much do I want to spend? I'll spend. Yeah. $300. $300. I'm going to spend $300 and I don't know what I'm doing. So I'll just throw it out there and whatever happens happens. I don't care. Yeah. So like, this is an example of like, how does being right or wrong affect you in a scenario where you have actually no control? Right. Oh, right. 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 That's kind of what yeah. I was going to add. Oh, right. Um, right. Like, so for me and that's, I can, I can't, I, I have like, there's no enjoyment in gambling for me. Right. Yeah. And yep. it's not necessarily because I'm not, right. like, because uh, I'm risk adverse, right? right? The risk part of it I don't care about, but the not being able to control the any outcome. of the outcome based on, like, being right or wrong <laughs> drives me insane. I can't do it. Okay. Like, so you know what would happen? So in that situation, if I lost, I would just be like, I'd probably brag about it. Oh yeah, I just, I just totally lost three hundred bucks in six and a half seconds. I knew I was going to, but what the hell? I tried. It doesn't matter. So I would just like be done with it and ready to move on to the next one. But the funny thing is, is if I won, I would probably craft a really good story. Oh yeah, yeah. I just, had I knew. I was watching feeling. that table. And I, I knew it was getting hot. Action. <laughs> it was getting. Hot. I could tell there were professionals at the table. You know, I just yeah. went up real cool, like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, my gut's telling me black. Like, like, that's the highly assertive person that ends up being right by accident, but then takes full credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's really interesting to talk about. Let's shift to talk. Like, I want to talk about um, being right and wrong is to me, it's like, for, first off, like in a lot of ways, it's so subjective. Yes. Right. Like, yes. is a thing actually right? I mean, what we're really almost more talking about is like, yeah, was did the results line up with my expectation? Right. More than maybe like absolute rightness or wrongness. I mean, that's like such a judgment call. Yeah. Um, and then the idea that like, um, judging something as right, um, and then almost like taking credit for that. It's like so many things you have such little control over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That you're almost like taking credit for circumstance in a lot of yeah. times. Yeah. But I think it's interesting more on the flip side when you're wrong to say like, hey, uh, I thought a thing. I was not right about it. But the things that I, you know, like that, uh, the information I knew about this situation and what actually unfolded yeah. was like, partial information and not in my control. So right. don't take being wrong so personally. Right. Well, and here's the thing. I'll bring it back home to what we were talking about earlier, which is the self-awareness piece and being in partnership with yourself and being in partnership with other people. One of the things that I will sometimes say, and it was said to me, which is where I learned it and thought it was so great, is um, especially when we're interacting with our loved ones and we get wrapped around the axle about really dumb stuff, right? Just trying to be right. Um, or even things it's time for you to set down. You know it's time for you to set down, but you just can't. You keep trying to force mm -hmm. it to make it right. Um, yeah. I love this phrase, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Mm. I love that because a lot of times we make decisions to be right when it doesn't feel good. We make decisions yeah. to stay you know, forcing our rightness and inside we know it doesn't it's not the right thing for us but we just can't let it go mm -hmm. so it's kind of interesting to think about it like that i like that so i'm gonna choose to be happy and yeah. not go tell the guy that i was right <laughs> at the physical therapy place <laughs> that was the best story ever we hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.